You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. And here he is, Dr. History. Good morning. Good morning, Zeb. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. You know, it's no secret that you do a great job putting forth all the stories about the Old West and everything. How do you figure out what you're going to talk about on a week-by-week basis? I'm sure you plan this way I, I months in advance. I, I do. I have a dartboard. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ouija board. <laughs> no. You know, I just kind of have to see... Uh, Start looking through stories, and I think, yeah, haven't talked about that for a while. So uh, there you go. I like to just go around to different things. So it's very scientific. It is very. Scientific. I see. Yeah. So you know, before we go here, I just want to say hi to John. John. And I want to just mention this guy. He's got a podcast out there with a whole bunch of history stories. Really. And I uh, he uh, emailed me this past week, and uh, it's all kinds of history, not just. Old West, but everything, and it's called A Thousand and One Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries, and he does a really good job, so I just want to give a plug for John. Where does he live? You know, actually, he and I are going to get on the phone today and talk. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe we can get him on the air. And actually, we have talked about that. Oh, so today I'm going to talk with him. And uh, anyway, his name's John. And thousand and one heroes, legends, histories, and mysteries. One of those unique names you hardly ever hear, John. Right, John. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I'll know more about that as after we visit. So, so, what are we going to get into today? How about how about uh, a gang of downright murderers, thieves, and lost treasure? Oh, we're, are we talking about? Con- Congress, or are we talking about... Here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so picture this, okay? Surrounded uh, these guys, these defenders, they fired down on the people that were after them from atop a small hill, and we're actually in southwestern Oregon. There's a frontier town called O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? Uh, Maybe just a small place, I'm imagining. Is it over... You said it's western southwestern. Oregon. Southwestern. Yeah, so I, okay. it may not even exist now. Uh, I don't know. Dried and blew away. Yeah. Anyway, it was a short but fierce battle, uh, weighed down by stolen gold. The thieves attempted a desperate escape as the posse that followed after them slowly closed the distance. And after chasing them for less than a half dozen miles, the five horsemen were finally forced to get off their horses, get on high ground, and kind of a last-ditch effort to save themselves. Well, the men were outnumbered. Uh, Hopelessly, they were outgunned. And when the shooting was over, four members of the Triscuit gang were dead, and the fifth guy was dying. Well, isn't the Triscuit family, uh, they started those little biscuits? No, no, no no relation. (laughs) So, you know, violence, of course, was not an uncommon occurrence in the gold mining country and camps of a place called Josephine County in the 1850s, but what the Triscuit gang had done on that day in 1852 in a little place, it's called Sailor's Diggings, and... It's amazing what the how swift the justice was in taking care of these guys, and the crime they did got punished for wasn't just stealing gold. Okay? Oh, really? What else no. did they do? Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. 
So, you know, to look at the origins of the Trisha gang, it's kind of muddy. We really don't know why or how, but what is known is that the gang was named after two brothers, a guy by the name of Henry and Jack Triscuit. They had three accomplices, Chris Stover, Fred Cooper, and Miles Hearn, and that was the group of five that formed the membership of this Triscuit gang. Mm-hmm. Now, why they were at this little place called Sailor's Diggins on the afternoon of August 3rd, 1852, we don't really know. The outlaws had come from California, they think, where they apparently specialized in robbing miners on the California gold fields, which included murder when necessary to accomplish their aims. These were bad guys. They they had no conscience. But most accounts say that they were running from a California posse after a bunch of robberies they did, and they dashed into southern Oregon, hoping to get away from the law in the rugged mountains and in the mining towns and camps. So in 1852, the southern Oregon gold fields were producing a lot of gold. See, now, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know Southern that gold. Oregon was really that prominent in gold. And you wouldn't think that, because you hear about Montana, Colorado, you know, Idaho, California, California yeah, all yeah. those. But uh, anyway, uh, the gang members were made their way to this little place called Sailor's Diggings with the idea of seeing how much gold they could mine for themselves, but not labor-wise, yeah, but just with, take their, it. with their guns. Yeah. Well, it'd be a few more years before Sailor's Diggins would actually become known as a town called Waldo. Waldo. and I, They went from Sailor's Diggings to, to Waldo. Waldo. They yeah. were hard-pressed for good names, <laughs> they were. weren't they? You know, when the Trisk gang, gang came to town... There's a cartoon named after Waldo. I, there's a character, yeah. Yeah. But when they came to town, it was named uh, Sailor's Diggins. But it actually wasn't too bad. It was developed. It had a blacksmith shop, a cobbler, a butcher, some dry goods, some hotels and saloons. So it, it was a, a typical sure. gold mining uh, town that starts up. Yeah. Well, the five outlaws spent a good deal of the afternoon in the saloon, drinking and becoming obviously a little loose, inebriated, or absolutely drunk. They were, yeah, drunk. (laughs) Well, eventually, feeling a little restless or perhaps bored, Fred Cooper, one of the gang, got up from his chair. He staggered through the saloon door and onto the street. And this is kind of sad, Zeb. Without a word or any indication of what he was about to do, Cooper pulled his revolver from his holster and shot a guy dead that was just going by. Why? Shot him. Oh, man. Well, hearing the shot, the rest of the gang jumped up and came outside to see what was going on. Well, one look at the former sailor Diggins residence sprawled on the ground, and, well, the gang's murderous instincts just took off and ignited. Well, the killing spree had begun. Guns were drawn. The five outlaws just began shooting randomly at anybody unfortunate enough to be taking an afternoon walk. These were innocent down, townspeople. Down the, yeah, right down the main street of Sailor's Diggins. I mean, oh it was. My. Anyway, uh, anybody that was a target, and I, I hate to say it on air, but men, women, and even children. Where's Matt Dillon when yeah, you need him? I mean, it, it's a terrible thing, but like yeah. I say, these guys were. They were bad dudes. Notorious, yeah. yeah. So what caused the shooting? Nobody knows. Maybe panic. There's no way to know. But within a few minutes, there were 16 bodies. 16, 16 people? Bodies oh, that, that is terrible. You know? Um, but being miners, most of the town's men were in the surrounding hills and gulches. They were working their claims as this terrible thing was taking place. But the old-fashioned black powder cap and ball pistols the gang used uh, would have produced a lot of noise and a lot of gray smoke well the miners could hear this and even probably see it in some yeah, cases yeah so they knew something bad was taking place in town 
So from all over the surrounding area, the miners dropped their pans and shovels. They grabbed their rifles, jumped on their horses, and made for sailors' diggings as quick as they could go. Okay. Because obviously it was their family and friends who were back in the town. Absolutely. So anyway, back in town, the Triscuit gang knew that their time was short. They didn't have any sheriffs then, huh? Uh, no, not, I, I guess not, because it doesn't mention okay. uh, any kind of law enforcement. Okay. So, anyway, uh, they knew that the armed and angry miners would soon be coming to the rescue. So, the gang had one last order of business to take care of before getting the heck out of there. So, they went to the Sailor's Diggins assayer's office, rushing into the office with guns drawn. They took all the gold on hand, then made the assayer their murder victim number 18. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I see these guys had no conscience. But... So now their time was up, and they had to get the heck out of there. In the hope of giving their soon-be pursuers the slip, the gang might have considered going cross-country. But it was rough country. It was rugged. There were a lot of vegetation, trees. would have been too slow. So in addition, now get this, they were carrying a lot of stolen good, uh, gold. Okay, Their haul from the Sailor's Diggins assay office has been estimated between $25,000 and $75,000 worth of gold. Now, that's pretty heavy, though. Well, and they say this could have weighed up to 250 pounds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they had a lot to carry. So Uh some accounts uh, say that they, quote, borrowed two pack horses to carry their stolen cargo. Mm -hmm. But even if they did, that additional weight, it would have slowed them down a lot. Absolutely. You know, you, you can't can't lead a pack horse with all that weight on and go very fast. Well, more than likely, the gang uh, took the old, what's called the old Waldo Road West toward this little mining camp called O'Brien. Oh, now we're up at O'Brien. Yeah, we're okay. heading towards O'Brien, okay. about six or seven miles away. So another, probably another gold, uh, small gold camp. I see. Well, they didn't make it that far, just a mile or two east of the mining camp with the posse of very, very angry miners now in sight and numbering a whole bunch more than they, I don't know, 20 or 30 guys. Uh, the Triscuits and their gang made uh, the summit of a low hill, and they hunkered down for a shootout. They knew they were they were in trouble. Really? Well, the fight and didn't... deservedly so. Yeah, exactly. You know, the fight didn't last long. Uh, seeing the outlaws whip their horses up the hill, the miners quickly surrounded this. It must have been just a small hill. Yeah. Because they surrounded this hill, and they hid behind behind trees and stumps and rocks, and they began firing. They sent volley after volley of slugs into the outlaws' position. I mean, uh, I don't. Again, I don't know how many twenty, thirty, forty people shooting in these gang of five. Well, the Triscuit brothers, along with Fred Cooper and Miles Hearn, they were dead. Chris Stover, uh, the last of the five, was still alive. He was seriously wounded. The miners very carefully and gently put him on a horse. Very. I'm sure. Let me say that again. Very carefully. And gently, I'm sure. And gently. Yeah. Threw him on the back uh, across the horse. I see. Uh, and brought him back to Sailor's Diggins so that they could have a proper hanging. But the darn guy died before they got there. So Well, of all the things. Yeah, I know. You thought he'd have waited, you know. Yeah. Well, the fight was over. Justice had been given out to the Triscuit gang. And all that was left for the miners to do was bury the dead and go back to their claims. And think about this again, Zeb. Eighteen people in this probably fairly small place. Had to affect a lot of families. And a total of 23 met their demise, including the gang members, in one day for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, but there is a little twist to the story. Oh. The gold that the gang lifted from the assayer's office wasn't with the outlaws or their effects when the miners searched the hilltop after the gunfight. It's in the rocks. Despite 
searches that continued afterward, the gold was never located, so at least to speculation that the gang buried the gold either on the hill where they made their last stand or somewhere along the road as they were running. So a legend has grown over the years that the lost treasure of the Triscuit gang. Do you think that's really true, though? I do. You yeah. do? Yeah. Now, occasionally some modern-day treasure seekers, you know, they may venture into the hills around O'Brien and search for this gold and actually... They think that'd be worth millions today. Well, consider 250 pounds worth of gold. I, wow. I mean, that's got to be worth a lot of money in these days. You and I, well, me especially, we could retire. <laughs> we could. <laughs> but to date, no one has struck the mother load, so, really? so to speak. So Now, was it carried in bags or was it in uh, saddlebags or what? You know, it doesn't really say, but... I'm guessing that at that point they had not had time to maybe make it into gold bars. But they took it out of the assayer's office. Assayer's office, so I'm, probably in bags. I'm going to guess bags. Are you beeping? Pop- what was that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to guess it's gold dust and probably nuggets. I see. Is but in bags because, like I say, I don't think they would have had them into gold bars by okay. at that point. No. But as for Sailor's Diggins, it, like the Trisha gang, has kind of faded into history. Eventually, they renamed it Waldo for whatever reason. Who knows? And for a time, an important community, it was pretty important in Josephine County. Its fortunes kind of faded as the gold, as often does, played out, and it became a ghost town. Now, in the 1930s, a gravel mining company purchased the town site Uh-oh. and took over the gravel for building material. So they were just after the gravel. So evidently, there was a lot besides gold there was a lot of gravel that was deposited but they never had a clue as to where the gold might no. be no so wow. today the only things left of sailors diggins or waldo is appropriately an old graveyard that's the only thing have you left. ever been over there i have never been in that area well now you talk about graveyards what about the city and the people that passed away i mean did they keep the graveyard or well it says there's only an old graveyard left there oh that's yeah so the town uh, pretty much the buildings are all gone wow the only thing left is this graveyard because you know which often happened with the ghost town Everybody left. Have you ever been to any old West Ghost towns? Well, you know, I've been to Virginia City, Nevada City, up there by Annis, Montana. Um, Oh, where else? I've been up in uh, uh, Silver City and uh, up uh, north of Ketchum, Sun Valley. There's uh, a place called Boulder Creek that there's an old uh, mine back in there, really more of a mining area more than a town. You take, like, all the old West towns and some of the weird names. It's a shame that... All of them were either blown apart, uh, nature just destroyed them, decayed them, or whatever. Yeah. It's a shame. It is. I mean, if you think about, uh, you know, Gold Rush, of course, was a huge thing. I mean, uh, think about all the guys that headed north to Alaska. Oh. Of course, that was years later, but still, those guys, uh, they were pretty desperate You told me one time when you went up in that country that there was, what was the percentage of those? Oh, very small. It was very small. Like even maybe 5% that actually made money. Made some money, yeah. Yeah. But uh, to to be up there, if anybody ever gets up there to Skagway, there's a little museum, just a real small museum. You go in there, and they have, of course, different artifacts to look at, but... Before they could go into Canada, into the Klondike, they had to have 2,000 pounds of gear. And you so, told me that. Yeah. yeah. And so they had to carry it, if, which if they didn't have horses, they would have to just piggyback it, you know, 
take like 70, 80 pounds, drop it off, go back and get another 70, 80 pounds, bring it up, drop it off. Now, when you say that they dropped it off, how were they guaranteed that somebody wasn't going to steal it? That was the problem. People would steal it. And so what they would often do is get together three, four, five, six guys. So one person would stay with the the outfit while the others went back and got another load. And then they would take turns staying with the outfit. But you'd have to have one on each end. Yeah. You know, and then when you got to that, uh, what they call the golden staircase, where you're going up that steep, steep uh, hill that some guy dug out with a shovel and made this golden staircase, and he charged people to go up that staircase. How many steps was it? You know, just looking at it, it looks to me like it's, uh, and I'm just going to guess, 150, I don't know, 200. That's a lot of shoveling. It is, but he made... He probably made more money than the... He meaning one guy did that? Well, he I think he had a couple of helpers that helped him keep it open, because when it would snow, they'd have to go in there and shovel it off. Wow. But if... You know, you've seen pictures, maybe, uh, I, as I have, of a line of men going up that yeah, staircase. Yeah, you showed that to me. And if you stepped out of line to rest, you may not get back in line for an hour, two hours. Would somebody would throw you out of line or what? No, if you got out to rest, because you're taking this heavy load up. Wow. So you may not get back in line for several hours. So, but the gold miners, you know, they, it's like going to a movie theater. <laughs> yes. Anyway, the the gold, the attraction of gold, just does things to people, you know. And yeah, but you know, the, the you mentioned something earlier. You said the conscience. There was no conscience of right or wrong. It was all evil with these uh, killers. What about the old West? I mean, uh, a lot of good people lived in the Old West. A lot of good people were pioneers. What in the world would possess somebody to be like this uh, Triscuit gang and just wantonly kill people? I just don't understand that. To me, it wasn't just an all of a sudden, sudden thing, we're going to go kill people. Yeah. I mean, according to the story, they came up from California where they'd been robbing miners down there. Oh, my goodness. And according to... So they got their just desserts. Right. So they had been killing people in California. And you got to figure these guys, I don't know how they were, but they had to start out on the wrong side, I'm going to guess, at a very young age right. before they moved up into California and uh, then up into Oregon. So Unbelievable. I don't know where you find these stories, but this is a frustrating one. Yeah. yeah. Well, this book's called Outlaw Tales of Oregon, and, uh, you know, there's a picture of the book. But, oh, my. Uh, uh, I, I just have, you asked about stories. I have books and books and books. Every time I go to a bookstore, I find a new book to buy. And really? I, uh, I love find, finding really good books that, that I believe are accurate. I, I try to make sure that the How authors... do you judge and rate the authenticity? You know, that's a hard thing to do because with history, you know, sometimes you're taking the author's well, you're you taking point. something that's been passed down maybe from generation to generation in the form of a story that could be manipulated and changed exactly. uh, 20 times. Right, and that's why I try to be as careful as I can. And when I find a journal or a diary entry, yeah. Yeah. to me, that's 100%. Because uh, they're using their own words to describe do what we happened. Know, do we know, honestly, would you say about some of the old uh, gunfighters or gunmen of the Old West, like uh, uh, Wyatt Earp or maybe his brothers or maybe John Wesley Harden and that type of thing, can we rely on what history is or is a lot of it myth? 
again, that is such a hard thing to do because, you know, and I've read different stories about the same individual yeah. that are slightly different. Look at Billy the Kid. Well, exactly. Look at Butch Cassidy. Yeah. Kid. yeah. Did you he know, die in, uh, was it Bolivia? Bolivia, yeah. Or did he die in New York City? Yes. Yeah. So, as a history... And really, nobody knows. No. You know, as a, as a student of history, when I, again, when I can get a journal or a diary, that to me is genuine. That, yeah. I believe, is... I died in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wish Butch Cassidy's sister would let us know, because she's the one that supposedly saw him... Late. After Bolivia. Right. Yeah. And so. and Billy the Kid. You know, there was a movie, and a lot of people poke fun at it and everything. And uh, I can't remember the kid name that starred in that movie. He was uh, brother to the guy that was the star of uh, Two and a Half Men. But anyway, uh, they showed uh, Billy the Kid as an old man oh. living in the desert. I think you've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So the theories are out there, the myths, the legends, the all this, you know. Yeah. So we just kind of have to... Uh, read them and maybe think well maybe maybe not yeah but i think this is fairly accurate because uh just be- the story i've just told uh just because of the the author the the studies and the biography or the information from his book yeah I, I think he's researched it pretty well you ought to do a show sometime in the near future about some of the myths and some of the facts and some of the lingering questions like billy the kid that yeah. still are prevalent today we don't really know the honest truth yeah i actually do have a book called myths and mysteries of the do old you? west wow and it kind of does that it kind of sh- says well this might have happened or it might not and so, uh what do you do to check on those how do you we only got a minute left here but how do you check I, on i those? will go to other books and i will go to different sites on the internet uh, i will you know i'll try to research as much as i can whatever i can find on a particular story i see before you put it on here yes so it is validated as far as i can do okay. <laughs> as much as i can that was a good story it was kind of a sad story it really but, is because yeah. it left a lot of people in a bad way it really shows humanity lacked at its worst yeah at its worst yeah yep yeah and humanity at its best right here sitting across the table from me. Thank you very much. What was your name again? <laughs> hey, thank you. And next week, what's the subject matter? Uh, that's going to be a mystery till about next Sunday Is it night. a myth or is it a mystery? That's right. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Dr. History, thank you very much. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.